Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time. It's time. It's time. time for the hard-hitting analysis you won't find anywhere else. Here's former Super Bowl-winning scout Brian Broaddus and Bobby Belt. 10-5 victory! Cowboys win! This is Love of the Star. Star. Welcome to the Love the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.5 Fan in Dallas. Joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105.5 the Fan in Dallas. He is also the pre and post game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. And he is coming to you from his pennant adorned uh, man cave. And I am coming to you from my echoey. A new apartment that uh, has all these wood floors. We're still unpacking, so hopefully that's uh, some of the the acoustic uh, helping it, the boxes. Hopefully it's not just like aggressively bouncing everywhere, but if it is, uh, just be patient, guys, and we'll have it corrected here shortly. Brian, how's it going? It's going well, Bobby. Thank you very much. Uh, Man, game week basically already here, right? What we're looking at right now? Yeah. Uh, was looking at the today's Seahawks. Friday, right? Right. Yeah. Tuesday's Friday. Tuesday's Friday. Looked at the Seahawks uh, today. Uh, have some thoughts about them. Uh, Shaq Law. Uh, Shaq Leonard visiting. Yeah, the, not Shaq the, Lawson. Shaq Lawson's about Shaq to get suspended. Punching, punching fans in the chest. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, you know, good week of uh, of getting ready for a, a, a really good opponent for the Cowboys. Well, let's let's uh let's dive into the Shaq Leonard stuff yeah. first. Um and then next segment we'll What do you know? Well, uh, well, I I mean I I think and and we'll uh, we'll we'll start with Shaq Leonard. We'll dive into a little <laughs> bit of the Seahawks next segment and then we'll uh-huh. have a, a, a deeper preview mm-hmm. on the next one. But I here's the thing with Shaq Leonard. I 
I, I, I find it concerning a little bit that he's leaving. I do. I do. It does give me some pause whenever you've got a guy who's leaving the building because, and I understand evaluating your options and doing everything else. It's just typically, it's not the norm for them to leave the building to go on their, their tour and they come back and go, all right, I'm back in the building now. And I'd like to sign. That's just not the norm for how things go. Um, but it sounded like from Jerry Jones, when we talked to him on 105 through the fan on Tuesday morning, it sounded like they had made up their minds that they were willing to spend the money they believed in the player. They didn't have any questions about that. Brian, it sounded like this was all going to come down to medicals for them. Yeah, and uh, I think they got the answers that they needed to on the medicals. Um, there were some questions about uh, the disc in the back. There were some mm-hmm. questions about some nerve uh, things, some nerve issues that he's dealing with. Uh, they got that uh, kind of taken care of. So, yeah, they, they got an opportunity to sit down with the player. Uh, the coaches got to visit with him. Uh, medical staff got to visit with him. Jerry Jones got to visit with him. If he had anything other than the Wagyu burger for lunch at the Cowboy Club, he probably was making a mistake. But other than that, you know, uh, this was going to be uh, – what, I, what, I'm, what I'm realizing now is I thought that, you know, yeah, don't let him leave the building. He was going to leave the building anyway. He Regardless. Was going, he was going to he was going to. There's two teams that are interested. Uh Dallas got the first uh, the first crack at him, you know, and and good for them. Uh they got to put their best foot forward. I'm sure Adam Pacifica's working on some contract stuff right now uh with his agent. And, you know, they'll figure things out. Uh but I, I don't look at it as a negative. Um I know you're competing against a team that is in your division. Uh, is leading the division right now, is actually leading the NFL in victories. Um, but we'll see. Uh, you know, I, I'm never, I never doubt the Cowboys when it comes to these types of situations. I, I guarantee you they did everything in their power to, you know, now people are like, well, this is, could be like the mafia, and you can, and I probably shouldn't say that, but <laughs> no, you know, go ahead, go ahead. This, this is, this is kind of like, uh, you know, the old uh, Godfather movies, make him an offer he can't refuse, you know? Yeah. I think there's some limits without a horse's head. Without yeah, a horse's head, exactly. You know, I, yeah. I think there's, I think there's, there's certain things. I think the Cowboys can offer more than the Eagles right now. I, I really do. If you look at just, if you just base it on cap, that's what Jerry, that's what Jerry made it sound like. Jerry made it sound like he did not think there was going to be competition with no, their money. Nope. And so if you know, and if you know, the medical staff, Jim Mauer, Britt Brown, Doctor Cooper, you know, all the medical staff over there, if they signed off on the player. Then by all means, let's you know, let's go. And I, I, I'm if if they if they lose out uh, to the if they lose out to the Philadelphia Eagles, well, they lost out because because uh, Shaq Leonard wanted to play for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, that's where and he the, was going the, because yeah, money, that's where, money yeah. and and everything yeah. else. That, Dallas, that Dallas, be in Dallas's favor. Dallas is competitive. Dallas will be competitive in this, you know. And they if if he's if he's chasing a ring. I, you know what? Hey, Philadelphia has the upper hand right now. By all means, they do. But if you, you know, if you look at the situation, if you really want to play, you know, and you want to, and you want to potentially play to the point where you maybe get a contract offer next year because of how well you play, this defense with the Cowboys is a good one to be in. You know, and the Eagles' defense is good too. Don't get me wrong, 
But you know, if he if he sits down with the legal pad and writes all the positives on the left side and all the or negatives the notes on, app on his iPhone, yeah. well, whatever, yeah. But you know, if you if he does that, I I guarantee you there are going to be a lot more positives about the Cowboys than negatives. And and if he but if he goes to Philadelphia, that's the choice that he made because you know he's he's chasing something else. Is he a is a, I know the discussion was he was a two down player at Indianapolis. Do you think Man, he's a two I, down I, player? Do you think he's a two down player in no. Dallas? Take, yeah, I don't no, either. no, hell no. I mean, he's yeah, he's immediately their best linebacker. You you look at Indianapolis and the situation that you know, and and Chris Ballard, and you know, you got a new you got a new uh, head coach there, and you know, in the ownership there's uh, you know gets involved in a lot of ways, uh, but you know that 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 comes down to. What you're looking at with the Colts is they're looking to play guys that they drafted. They're looking to play mm-hmm. guys that, you know, that, you know, and, and, and Chris Ballard was part of, you know, part of getting Shaq Leonard, uh, you know, getting him here and stuff like that. But, you know, there comes a point in time where new coaching staff comes in and they're like, well, you know, let's, let's play our guys. Let's, let's play, you know, let's play Zaire Franklin. A little bit more in this game, or or uh, you know, or maybe even uh, uh, EJ Speed is a name. I mean, I'm just you know, I mean, or why, Gary Brackett, or, yeah, exactly. Why <laughs> Gary Brackett? What are you doing? <laughs> but but that's what I'm saying. I mean, it, it's all of a sudden you're you're talking about playing, uh, you know, you're talking about playing other guys, and mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, and and maybe and maybe it's it's some of the stuff too that I can you know. Oh, new coach, you know, and maybe the new coach didn't like the fact that 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 he was kind of squawking a little bit about playing time, you know. I mean, yeah. And, and these coaches, these coaches are, you know, these coaches are 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 kind of the guys. And I'm not talking about like a guy like Gus Bradley because I think Gus Bradley's a good good guy, good coach. You yeah. know, I don't think Gus, I don't think Gus Bradley wanted to get rid of uh, of, of Shaq Leonard. I, just like Jack Del Rio didn't want to get rid of Chase Young and Montez Sweat, you know it's, it, what happens after he gets rid of those guys? He gets fired, you yeah. know. So I, I just kind of feel like that this the general manager, the the coach, new coach, probably in a situation like I said, he's he says, you know, when I want to play these other guys, I don't like guys squawking. I want to play power trip guy here, and that's what they did. So and it might be, you know, let's say they owe him money. They, you know, his, his, his contract, it was a sizable one, but you know, for him to take him off the field on third downs, I didn't get that. I've never got that from him. You know, it was, you know, there was always people that when you watched him play, the one thing that you could count on was his length and his ability to make plays. Now you could look at the numbers, targeting numbers. People have targeted him a little bit. You know, people have had some success against him. You know, when you look at those numbers. So if they're pulling him off the field because of that, oh, I can understand it. But they're also probably the, the, the possibility of him squawking a little bit. And that's what kind of did them in. Yeah. And he's, we, we've talked about this. He's not the same player that he once was, but he's still a very good player. And, and of course, there are questions about his he health. Would you know, help yeah, he would help this team. Yeah. Yeah. He absolutely, I mean, this, he, he helps this team more than if Odell Beckham would have been healthy and stepped yes. in and played for the Cowboys yes. last year. Yes. And so he, yeah. he's a real difference maker at a spot where they need a difference maker. Now, you, you bring up the, 
the the juxtaposition of Dallas versus Philly that he's going to have to look at here. Yeah. How far apart do you believe the Cowboys and the Eagles are right now? Because the Eagles are best record in the NFL. But Brian, I, I keep fighting this fight, and I, I don't care that everybody says I'm I'm being biased about it or whatever else. It has nothing to do with Dallas to me. This Eagles team does not look like the same Eagles team to me that played last year. I I, I think that there's a little bit of you look at the last two weeks, the games they've won. Kansas City played a better football game. I thought. I thought Buffalo played a better football game than Philadelphia. They win both those games. Philadelphia struggles in two games against Washington, struggles against New England, loses to the Jets. I think there's a vulnerability about the Eagles that is being under discussed, undersold. And if you're just putting them on a a, a even plane and saying, all right, are you looking at them and trying to compare them and say, who's in a better position right now? Who's playing better football right now? I have a tough time saying it's Philadelphia that's playing better football. Man, I tell you what, I don't know how you don't give them credit for going to Kansas City and winning a damn game. Bobby. It's it's great. It's great. They beat Buffalo. It's they, going to run out. You know what? It, fine. If that's what you believe, they're 10 and damn one right now. And I'm not <laughs> saying that because people say, oh, you work there and all that BS. I'm not. No. This, 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 what's that Eagles pennant behind you, Brian? What's look at the, what, What's the Cowboys pennant behind me, too? What's the Green Bay pennant behind me? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All these things. You're full of <laughs> S, and you know it. The thing about it is, though, I, I, I cannot – listen, and, and, and Cowboy fans hate me for this. You know, I understand it. You hate the Eagles more than anything. You do not want to give the Eagles credit for anything. I get it, Cowboy fans. Every bone in your body will not allow you. But I'll tell you what, you'd give anything right now to be 10 and 1, whether sure. you're whether you're winning games by 1 or 101. Or you're or you're looking the one thing that quarterback has done is he's found ways to make plays at the end of the game. Now whether the teams they played have fallen apart, Dallas fell apart on the goal line. Kansas City uh, dropped passes. Buffalo missed a play down there that could have won them the game. I you know what, say what you want. The voodoo, whatever you want to call it, good luck, bad luck. I, I don't care. But, 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 this, but, but these Brian, teams, these, no, Bobby, these teams find ways to win games. They do. They do. They absolutely and that's do. That's important. But Brian, there's also the the. They're not as you, good in the secondary. They're not as good in the secondary no, as they've been. No, in the no. Past. You you beat you beat bad teams generally. The, the the best teams in the NFL typically over the last, if you look at the, the numbers over the last 30 years, they beat down really bad teams and they find ways to win against good teams. Philly's winning all their games, finding ways to win against good or bad yeah. teams. It, it's the same performance regardless of the opponent. And so that's the concerning thing that I'm like, I don't think that's sustainable when you get into the playoffs. You're, that's going to catch up to you. That's they beat, the only they, thing I would look at there. They beat San Francisco. The, next week, you change your tune completely. I would, but I think there's you zero abs- chance they beat San Francisco. And I thought there was zero chance that they probably beat Buffalo. And I thought there was zero chance they beat Kansas City. And I thought there was zero chance that they beat Dallas. That's you true. Know? Well, not Every, zero chance they beat Dallas. Well, yeah, <laughs> Dallas can play with them. Dallas, yes, can't, can. Dallas, Dallas can't play. Dallas, with, is, Dallas is scared of San Francisco. Dallas, Dallas can't play against San Francisco. Yeah. Dallas isn't scared of Philly. No, Dallas is not scared one bit of Philadelphia. But they're ten and one, you know. And <laughs> and is, I will say that. that you could talk about. Oh, this is the Minnesota Vikings of last year. That's what I said. Fine, I didn't fine. say it like that though. You did. You kind of voice. squirmy BS guy that you are. <laughs> Say it, say it, Brian. Say "Fly Eagles, Fly" for us. I'm not going to say it. I mean, because <laughs> the one year I worked there, I told people I didn't even—I I wasn't from Dallas. 
I told people I was from Waco and Austin and other towns in Texas. I'm just, you know what? If you can't, if you, and, and fans won't give them credit, but trust me. They're a good me, team. They're a good you team. They're, would, not as you good would, as, they're not as good as they were last year. You get, you would give your right, you know what? And I'm sorry for the female listeners that are both, whatever you want. To, you'd give anything <laughs> to be 10 and one right now and winning the sure. division and, 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 and winning and having the conference to the point now where we're talking about, well, the Cowboys might not have a chance to win this division. We're doing, we're doing segments, Bobby, where we're talking about the Cowboys trying to hang on to the fifth seat. That's what we're talking about right now. We're not even yeah. talking about, you know, it's because well, and there's there, there's nobody who home field advantage matters for more right now than the Cowboys. No question. That team's a di- that's a different team at AT&T Stadium. Yeah, but can the Cowboys beat Philadelphia? They absolutely can. The I feel, problem- here's, here's, here's what I'd say. If you gave me the option of playing Philly at the link in the playoffs – or playing San Francisco at AT&T. Are you on Stadium, drugs? Oh, okay. I would take I would take Philly at the link over AT over the 49ers at AT&T Stadium. You think the Philadelphia? I mean, you think that San Francisco is just that much better, don't you? I just think San you Francisco's think, you, in, you, I, I think San Francisco's think, in this team's head. You think San Francisco's the best team in the NFC, don't you? Yeah. I think San Francisco's the best team in the NFC. I think Baltimore's probably the best team in the AFC. Yeah, you're probably right about that. So, well, we'll see. Uh, but see, that's what I'm saying. The, Phil- the Philadelphia Eagles thing, I understand, fans. Uh, you know what? Hey, I, I totally get it. You can't give them any credit for anything. I got, in, I got in arguments with people about referees in the game. And it's not even your damn team. It's not even your team, Cowboy fans. You are fighting like... Damn, the Eagles, you know, the, the, the Buffalo got screwed. Buffalo got screwed. You know, all these, you know, guys, then, trust me, I've been doing this a long time. I've been doing this a long time. These officials, they don't give an F about you. They don't give an F about me. Okay. And I used to say this all the time. They would make bad calls. They'd F up my life. I would get fired, you know, and they would move on to the next city. I get it. And you're like, well, you're from an era where you just accept authority. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Challenge, challenge authority. Come on, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. This ain't John Cougar Mellencamp. I fight authority. Authority <laughs> always wins. Cougar Mellencamp. Well, that's what everybody's treating it like. Uh, I'm just telling you, I am totally right. I'm just telling you right now, it doesn't matter about these officials. They are going to F up everybody's life. Okay. And yeah, you don't have to accept it. And you could be all, well, go, they got worked in this game. You know what? They did. They've, they've been working teams for a hundred years in NFL. You know what? Bills got new, worked. My, my, my guy, my guy, Sean Payton got worked in a playoff game, got worked for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. By, by officials. What do you know? Do you think, you know, you hear him bitching about officiating and all that? Yeah, you know, uh, he kind of did after that game. He should have. He, he did. He, he should have. He did a little should've. bit. Yeah, he should have. Look, he Buffalo should've. got worked by the officials. Philadelphia is the 2022 Vikings. These are all true things, and ultimately, hopefully, Shaq Leonard sees that and goes, "I'd rather be a Dallas Cowboy." Brian, you are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Stars and Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Brian, before they get Shaq Leonard, they got to worry about the Seattle Seahawks. They do. They, they got the Seahawks coming up here. And like I said, we'll do a little bit of a, a, a deeper dive into the Seahawks. But I want to take a look at the offense first. Yeah. Um, because I think that's going to be the biggest way, especially this passing game, that's going to challenge Dallas in this game. What the Seahawks well, that depends on if Walker. Receiver. That depends on if Walker plays for Seattle, of them maybe running the ball. Yeah, him, I, or, I, I, him or Charbonneau. I mean, man, Charbonneau. They're, they're so they're so good in the receiving. Their receiving core. No, so they're, good, they're, the receiving core is what's. Yeah, the, the problem. And I was on a couple of platforms today talking about that. This game will come down to: Can you do exactly what the San Francisco 49ers did to the Seattle Seahawks last week? Can you completely shut down their receivers, which they did a great job. They smothered. They smothered those Seahawks receivers. Is what they did. Are you good enough to do that? Can you? And I, I kind of feel like that. You know, you've got one guy that I know can smother. You know that. You know that when you when you look at, uh, you know when you look on the outside with Bland, he's the one guy that can smother. But how well is Jordan Lewis going to play in this game? And how well is is Gilmore going to play? That's going to be the key. Yeah. And can your safeties find a way to not pl- take any bad angles and be able to 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 cover in this game? You're going to have to be ready for some deep shots. From Metcalf, and then and then everything else with Lockett, and then Smith and Jigba. It's going to be kind of underneath, quick movement kind of stuff. Find space, catch the ball, get up field. That's how they're going to play in this game. Deep shots and that underneath stuff with Smith, Smith and Jigba, and and uh, and the other guy. Which Gilmore played well, I thought, in the Washington game. I thought he was pretty good on Thanksgiving, better than we've seen him. He play did a in great job. Weeks. He did a great job against McLaurin. I think it was one one catch, six targets. Yeah, I he, think was, he, what it was. He, he was. He was good. strong in that game. Yeah, he was so very you, strong. You, you you need a repeat performance there. If Jordan Lewis struggles in this game, 
Mm-hmm. If early on they look like they're picking on Jordan Lewis and you start to to struggle a little bit in the secondary, because to me that's that's one of the things that we talked about on Tuesday morning on 105 Through the Fan. We were talking about, okay, who needs to step up? Who, who's, who's big in this game that needs to step up? And to me it was, the, well, the secondary. Like the secondary's mm-hmm. got to be on top of things. If the secondary's on top of things, you'll probably be able to control this game. But if Jordan Lewis struggles, what's the answer? Like, because they, they can't, I, I, I feel like that's going to put them in a precarious situation. If they go out there, they let Seattle just continuously pick on Jordan Lewis. There's got to be a response to that. What is the response to you? Do you think that's a Wanye Thomas thing? Do you look at trying to, you know, move one of the safeties inside? I thought Wanye Thomas has done a decent job when he's drawn some snaps in the nickel. I, I think that more, it obviously hasn't been the same sample size as Lewis. But what we've seen from Wanye Thomas in the nickel, I think, has been better than what we've seen most of the year from Jordan Lewis. I wonder if it probably not on a short week, but I wouldn't. The one thing I know that Deron Bland can walk into slot and play right now. Yeah, he can absolutely. But are the Cowboys equipped? Are the Cowboys on a well? It wasn't a short week because last week was a short week. Last week was a short week. This is a full week. I, I, there's a side of me that would, if I was an opponent of the Cowboys, you know, and it was really funny how the commanders went after Bland in that game. You know, they, 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 and if, if Bland doesn't have the interception, we would all be kind of talking about it was just an okay game for Bland. Maybe, maybe, oh, not, yeah, he was getting picked may, on. He, maybe not one of his felt, best. It felt like, it felt like not, he gave up about 10 receptions in this you game. You know, and they tried. I mean, there, there was, there was times where they tried to double move him. And, you know, the football gods were smiling on you because, you know, because uh, because Hankins was, you know, all of a sudden Howell pulls the ball down and Hankins is standing right there and he can't throw the ball. You could see yeah. on the sideline in the All-22, Eric Bieniemy losing his S because Howell didn't throw the ball down the sidelines to, you know, to uh, to Samuel, you know, on the double move. He's yeah. like, you know, he, he just, we set it up. We set that up. You know, 11 targets. Eight catches, buck twenty. That was that wasn't one of better one Bland's better games. But my God, he you know when they did throw the interception at him, what did he do? Played the ball, got the ball, returned the ball. You know that's something he's been brilliant at. But you know if you want to be you know Gilmore, you're right about Gilmore. He played he played really well in that game. Probably didn't get enough credit for how he played. But your your question is, what's the answer? Can you know? Can you move Bland in can, just as a changeup? You know, but yeah. what do you do on the outside? Does that mean you bring uh, McQuamu onto the outside? You know, yeah, that, that's you I know, guess so. you take Jordan like Lewis, that. take Jordan Lewis off the field. You know, you would take him off the field, put McQuamu on the outside, and then go to work that way. Yeah, I mean, that, I would that, guess you're not sticking Igbenogany out there. No, hell no. He's going to be inactive this week. He yeah. is every week. You know, so no, they're not doing that. Now, what is your your thought from what you've seen from Seattle? We just talked about the. By the way, Bobby, there. do we not have a plan? Right, we just kind of said we didn't really have a plan there, right? No, if they if they pick on him, if they choose to do that, and you're struggling with it, I think the the best course of action might be just stick Wanye Thomas in the slot. That's I just probably, don't. That, I I don't know if they 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 would do that. That yeah. that would take a, a pretty significant step for them yeah. to to make that call. But I think that's probably your best bet to stop the bleeding. You know, in the in the middle of the game. But we, we know the type of weapons they have. And you just mentioned uh, earlier about Zach Charbonnet and potentially Kenneth Walker, who I believe, I, I think he missed practice again today. 
Um, but when you look at the the weapons they have there, let's talk about Geno Smith specifically. What have you seen on tape from Geno? Geno was a guy who last year some people wondered, all right, was he a flash in the pan a little bit? Was this kind of a one-off? Did he get a, a, a random resurgence? And, and this isn't really who he was. And he started out this year, he looked like, hey, this is going to be a continuation. Maybe not quite the peak that he had last year, but he's a, he's, you know, he, he still has the ability to be a decent quarterback. Maybe it's a Ryan Tannehill type of resurgence. But uh, you look at since week three, Brian, he has more turnovers than he does touchdowns. It's been a little bit of a struggle for him at yeah. times. What have you seen from Geno Smith on tape? Geno Smith can still throw the ball with some pace on it. He could still, he'll, you know, what the, the, if you watch the game against the Rams the week before, the 49ers just completely took them out of their game uh, mm-hmm. offensively. They just really didn't have much of a chance, much like what they did to the Cowboys. Smother the receivers, get pressure, you know, that kind of thing. But against the Rams, more guys were open. You know, he was able to find receivers. He could still throw the ball with, like I say, he could throw it with some pace. He's not afraid to make tight window throws. He could be wildly inaccurate, but when he's on, he could absolutely blister you the way he throws the ball. You know, he gets in a little bit of a rhythm. Uh, he's going to run when he gets in trouble. Uh, it, you know, he, the, but what you got to do is if you cover his guys up and then you collapse the pocket around him, he's a big guy. He could be tough to bring down. You got to make sure you get bodies on him. Don't let him run out of the pocket. You know, but he will he will throw he will throw some some crazy some crazy balls. He's had some interceptions that you know when uh, it, it's really funny when you look at the red zone stuff, which I was able to do. Uh, it seems like he likes to throw the ball to to, to DK Metcalf. I think they've thrown it uh, eleven or twelve times down there to him in the red zone. I only have two receptions to show for it down there. So yeah. they've they've had some problems. You know, they've had some problems. Their running game, I think, with Walker, I think could be – now, talking to people in Seattle, uh, this is one of those things where you know they're kind of looking at the situation with their running backs. He might not practice all week. He might not practice all week, and then they find a way to play him. If not, Charbonneau. Charbonneau is like a straight-ahead guy. We were talking about him on the draft show. You know, yeah, he got liked a, him coming out of UCLA. Yeah, UCLA, 200, 500 carries in two years. Uh, for Chip Kelly there, it catches the ball really, really well. He's got a lot of receptions for a back, doesn't have a lot of yards. But, you know, to me, Dallas stopping the running game, I, I look at Seattle's line, push, shove, kind of offensive line, don't see a lot of real continuity with how they block. It's kind of like they block, they get into you and they kind of like, well, you want to go this way, I'm going to push you that way. You know, they've had some problems at right tackle, but their running backs are capable if Dallas is going to run around blocks and jump in gaps, the wrong gaps, and not play with some gap integrity or not play down or miss some tackles or go up and weak tackle people, then there'll be some problems there. Dallas yeah. is their own worst enemy in the running game when they're playing the run because they'll make some mistakes. But when they play, when they're on the screws, Dallas can, Dallas can play great run defense. Can play great yeah, their, run their issues a lot of times seems to be bad reads, bad discipline. Self-inflicted. That, a yeah, lot of self-inflicted stuff. Yeah. It's not that they don't have guys that can't cover ground or, or you know, who, who can't make the plays physically. It's a lot of times just they, you know they, they low do, IQ plays. Watch the if you watch the Carolina game, Carolina couldn't run the ball from here to my front door. But you know what they <laughs> did? They had some they had chunk plays. You know why? Because Dallas played horse s technique on a lot of those runs. They guessed. They went to the wrong gaps. They got turned. They didn't play square. They didn't fill. You know. When Dallas needs to not that, that when they need to play with 
They need to play with that integrity. But you, a lot of people say, well, you get Geno Smith throwing the football. You know that that could be where that could be the path to victory for you for the Cowboys because he'll make mistakes. Gino, Gino will put the ball in in danger. He will absolutely he will absolutely will. make some throws yeah. that put the ball in danger. So yeah. so uh, before we go to the mailbag really quickly here, Brian, uh, Gino putting the ball in danger. What would you put the percentage chance that we get another Duran Bland pick six this week? I say there's a good chance for an interception. I don't know about the pick six. Oh you, come on, don't doubt the man. No, if, he, you if, got if the, it gets in his hands, he's going to score. Because you got that DK Madcap that can run guys down. See that, that now you do have that. We have seen DK catch the the, yeah. the guy. Yeah, be the careful. Back. That big son of a gun will run you down in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah but, he's you know, about two sixty and runs a four one. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Uh, the Cowboys have played very very well at home when it comes to playing team defense. They get turnovers. They get sacks. You know they they put pressure on you. You know this will be an important this this will be a great test for them just because of these receivers because Bobby I don't have an answer if all of a sudden uh, you know they get they get those uh, those two small receivers going in this game I, I don't I don't have an answer for that I think you, the I think when you talk about Metcalf you know the vertical game you got to be able to run with them you got to be able to you know uh, you know stay in position so the ball you know could be contested but that's what the 49ers did man they contested every ball. And it made it tough. And I think the Cowboys at times are capable of doing that. But if they start to fall apart a little bit with uh, Jordan Lewis, then then there could be some some issues there. Four straight victories for the Seahawks in the regular season matchup. Of course, we know uh, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys won the wild card round game in 2018 at AT&T Stadium against the Seattle Seahawks. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, Brian, it is now time for our Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. It's where we turn things over to our dear, sweet listeners to get their uh, their thoughts, get their questions in here. First one here from Stacy. Stacy wants to know the offense has changed dramatically since yeah. the bye week. That's something we've all seen. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's been more input from Schottenheimer on play calls? We've talked about Dak and McCarthy and and how we think that they've had a hand in, in what's gone on. Do you think any of this has been Brian Schottenheimer influence at all? Yeah, and Stacy, thanks for your question. Loyal uh, follower, uh, uh-huh. great questions. Stacy's great. Always comes up with really good content. So thank you very much for listening to our broadcast. Um, yeah, this. Uh, I think that Schottenheimer has had a big hand in what's going on here. I, I, when you look at when, and I'm bullish on Cowboy offense right now, and I'll tell you why I'm bullish on Cowboy offense. When you watch the All Twenty Two, the route combinations, the the way of getting Jake Ferguson straight up the slot by using Turpin or the way to get um, the way to get Turpin the touchdown when you run Cooks and Ferguson on the outs that brings the that makes the the defense move that direction and all of a sudden now the corner on the hash can't get over because he's well the corner's not on the hash and that touchdown it was curl was down in the box 
and they try to be really cute and show Dak a blitz, and Dak's like going, you don't have a safety behind my guy who's about to run a 40-yard dash past all you guys. So to me, the creativity with the combinations of the routes, the picks, the rubs, uh, the things that they've been able to do, the screen game. God, that was a beauty a beauty of a screen pass. Yeah. Those are sh- those are Great shot- job I'm- by Zach Martin there. Well, Martin and, uh, you know, how about this? How about... Uh, how Martin about a- Yeah, or how about a play? How about the third and six run play? The third and six run play to Pollard that he got 14 yards. What do they do? They bring CeeDee Lamb in motion. They-, they start him instead of going opposite. They bring him out. He's the lead blocker. They get... Uh, they get Ferguson out. They get Cooks out. They get Steele out. They get all these people in space, and then you got and then you got the 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 run downhill, you know, for fourteen yards. Yeah, that's that's creativity. I found it really interesting when when Aaron Rodgers today on the Pat McAfee show, or maybe uh, yesterday. It was I don't today. Know. Okay, when we record this, we're recording okay. this on Tuesday now. On Tuesday. So anyway, he's talking about watching what, and he likes the way Dak Prescott's playing. I guarantee you he is watching these games and he's seeing stuff that they ran at Green Bay. And maybe a little yeah. bit little bit more of a twist. He maybe said the l- lamb to, he said the lamb touchdown yeah. against Washington was a plan that play they yeah. ran in Green Bay. See, that's what I'm saying. The, the, is he talking about the touchdown or was he talking about the two point play? I think he was talking about the touchdown, but it could be, it could have been yeah, the okay. But anyway, but they but but the fact that he's watching Dallas play, I guarantee you he's sitting there thinking Okay, we did that play. Yeah, that's I see what's about to happen here. But I, I also guarantee you that Brian Schottenheimer and the others are looking at their offense. And and Mike even talked about it. I, maybe even Jerry talked about it. Of the cross. Oh no, Stephen Jones. The cross of defensive coaches looking at your tape, the Cowboy, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Like the Dan Quinn and those guys. Like, well, this is how I would attack. You know, this. Yeah. Is, that, that what they call the, the hall cro- cross the hall meetings. Maybe yeah. that's where all of a sudden that they all came to the the realization like you guys need to do this. We can't cover that. We there's no way we would can be able to cover that. Now did so, you see did you see who is responsible for the play call for the Brandon Cooks touchdown last week? Did you see who was responsible for that? No, who was it? It was Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. We we say, found out yeah. we found out in the sounds from the sideline that yeah. Cooks was talking on the sideline and had said uh, he was talking to the guys, and he said, "Yeah, I didn't watch uh, they, down on the sideline." So yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, he he said, "Coach didn't have the uh, didn't have the play in there this week." And I went up to him and I said, "Can we put that in, please? I really, yeah. I really want that in there." So that was actually Cooks lobbying well, McCarthy, and McCarthy saying, "All right, we'll put it in there." And then they called it up, and Dak came to the sideline. He said, "He's going to be trying to call plays the rest of the season." Brandon Cooks is going to be trying to call play, plays. but that's a play. But that's a play they've tried to run, and we talked and about. Cooks knew it. Yeah, Cooks route, knew it would work. Cooks knew it would eventually work. Luck. Yeah, because yeah. the because they turned the safety. They turned yeah. the safety, turned the wrong way. And see, that's what I'm saying. That's a play that they've had in really all season. And bad luck has taken cur- – there's been coverage. There's been collisions. There's been all kinds of things. Yeah. But it worked. It worked. So, yes, Stacey, I hope we a- answered your question there. Next question here from Dean Julia. Uh, oh. We haven't gotten to Dean's in a, in a little bit. Uh, what percentage chance – we talked a little bit about Jordan Lewis there in Seattle – uh, what percentage chance do you think when the first playoff goal game rolls around that J. Lou will still be starting in the slot and taking the majority of the snaps there? Do you think they're mm, now this is NFL coaches like to defer to veterans until they just they can't anymore. Yeah, they, it, they, they they will go kicking and screaming, especially in playoffs. 
you want guys that have been there, done that, understand it, everything else. And and Jordan Lewis has been here for a very long time and has right. earned a lot of, of of respect from the coaching staff. So I wouldn't think it's a, a large percentage chance, but if some of these teams keep picking on them a little that's, bit, the Cowboys that's hand where, may be forced. That's where I'm going. That's where I'm going right there. If if you have your your worry going into the Seattle game is what's going to happen with Jordan Lewis at the slot. Totally yeah. understandable. Have a bad game against them. Have a bad game against Philadelphia. Have a bad game against Buffalo. You know, then all of a sudden, maybe maybe it's two out of maybe it's two games. Have a have this be a bad game. Have the next one be a bad game. And then Dan Quinn's going to have to start addressing what they need to do in the slot. That 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 will be the next that will be the next thing that happen. Hopefully, uh, J. Lou does everything fine. But if if it turns into all of a sudden, I can't put a percentage on it, but it's one hundred percent. If you see a couple bad games, that's what I would say. Yeah, and I think that that's the the biggest thing is that there's going to reach a point where they just they can't do anything. Right? They they, they, they can't continue to just you know yeah. let it go, yeah. uh, especially if Wanya Thomas or, steps up, plays well, or they find yeah. other answers. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, last one here from Tony Claiborne. Who is the last man on the roster right now? I'm guessing if Leonard is signed, it will be to the practice squad, squad with three call-ups. But once that's done, who's the odd man out? Could it be Deuce? And not necessarily. He may get signed to the active roster right away. That's not necessarily the case. But uh, I don't think Deuce Vaughn would be the last man on the roster. Could it be the guy we were just wheat. talking about a second ago? Igbenogany? You think it's Wheat? I think it's Wheat. And matter of fact, keep an eye on Wheat went into con- concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. He went into concussion protocol. I don't think this team wants to cut players. I really don't. I think they're looking for every injury angle that could put a guy down for four weeks. That's what I think they're looking at right now. I don't think they're interested. Now, uh, Noah makes sense, you know, if you know it, but if you're feeling good enough about your corners, if you're feeling good about your corners, then, you know, you could probably, you know, maybe move on from him. But I, I want to think that maybe that wheat with this that this just went on today with some concussion questions. I think that maybe that might be your well, we can put him on injury reserve for four weeks, and then that's how you navigate. That does it for us here today on the Love the Star podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back again uh, with another episode, a, a little bit deeper tomorrow night. With the Seahawks tomorrow <laughs> night. And uh, then we will hopefully have some uh, quick reaction for you guys after the Seattle game, uh, heading into what will be a big matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, hopefully you'll have Shaq Leonard on your side by that point. Uh, For Brian Broaddus, I'm Bobby Belt. We will talk to you guys again later. Hey, thanks for watching. If you enjoyed this video, please don't forget to give it a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel for more content like this. If you want to see more of our videos, be sure to check out our playlist and let us know what you think in the comments below. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media to stay up to date on our latest updates. Links are in the description. Thanks again for watching and we'll see you in the next video.